On this episode of EHS on Tap, the future of PPE design, intriguing millennials to stay safe in the workplace, we address the design evolution of personal protective equipment, or PPE, and how these interestingly sleek designs are attracting millennials and changing attitudes in the direction of safety and protection in the workplace. Today, we are speaking with Senior Vice President of Ergonine's Operations and Product Management, Greg Schraub. Greg has been with Ergonine since 1995. He began his career on the Orange Planet as an inventory planner on the operations team and worked his way through the ranks from scheduler to operations manager to vice president of operations years later. In 2008, he added the product management team to his scope of responsibility, and it has turned out to be one of the best career decisions he ever made. He enjoys working with two fabulously talented teams, building innovative products that help keep workers safe and delivering those products to consumers when they want them and where they need them. A native of Wisconsin, Greg has a finance degree from the University of Wisconsin, Eau Claire, and an MBA from the University of St. Thomas. Welcome to the podcast, Greg. Thank you. Good to be here. So this is an exciting topic for me to discuss today. A little background and full disclosure, I used to work in a science lab where PPE was definitely not the most attractive gear. It was too large. It was boxy. It was definitely bulky on my frame. And it never, um, it was never, in a sense, fun to wear while working in a lab. So I hope for all future scientists or those working in environments that require safety gear, you can find some relief that Ergodyne um, is transforming PPE um, and getting sort of a fresh look. So let's start today with the most basic of questions for those that are listening that may not have experience in a work setting that requires personal protective equipment or PPE. Let's start with this question, Greg. Why is it important that people wear PPE? Uh, well, Emily, the, the most obvious answer is because it's, it's safe, it's smart, and, and on most job sites, it's required. Um, the better answer is because PPE has been designed and tested to meet very specific standards. Uh, PPE keeps workers safe. It sends them home from the job in the same shape they showed up in. And in the end, that's what PPE is all about protecting the workers so they can go about their hours while not at work doing what they like to do without cuts, bumps, bruises, burns, or whatever the injury might be. Right. So it, it protects you on the workplace, on the work site, and then, you know, you don't have to walk around uh, with bruises and cuts off the site. That's that's definitely a good um, first, first answer. So many folks are required to wear PPE. Um, under OSHA or within their own job requirements. So do you think that the main reason an employee may not elect to wear PPE because it's perhaps uncomfortable or it maybe makes completing the job um, a little more difficult? Yeah, 100%. Uh, I'm not sure there's another reason. I mean, if somebody was providing you with something that could keep you safer, look cool, felt great, um, why would you not want to use that product? The, the problem has been that a, a lot of PPE was built with the safety standards in mind, but with uh, comfort and style as an afterthought. And because of that, um, it forces people to, to make a decision between safety and personal comfort. Right. I think you just um, definitely answered my next question, too. 
um, you know, safety equipment was not designed with fashion or, you know, uh, comfort, comfort in mind. And I guess it's, it's been almost a decade, a little more than a decade since I've had to wear PPE. Are folks t- in today's work fl- uh, workforce wearing the same PPE that was designed 20 to 30 years ago, or has the PPE market evolved? Uh, well, unfortunately, in, in many of the primary PPE categories, um, little has changed. Uh, you think of gloves or, or welding aprons or even hard hats. Uh, most of these items don't look much different today than they did 30 or 40 years ago. Um, the good news is things are definitely changing, and we're, we're super excited at Ergonite about the future of PPE. Um, you know, we kind of live by the old hiker's adage that there's no such thing as bad weather, there's only bad clothing, and, and we're trying to build good clothing, um, good PPE. Um, we, uh, we are constantly looking at the material and technology advancements that are available to companies like North Face and Columbia and Patagonia, and we're trying to figure out how to build and twist and turn those into PPE so they are more friendly for the worker. Um, and, and that's an exciting time for us. It's an exciting time for PPE. Um, you know, we believe that if, if you're willing to pay $400 for a, a ski jacket or a snowmobile jacket for something you might only use three or four times a year, um, you probably should consider paying a little extra for a high-functioning, good-quality jacket that you have to wear five or six days a week, eight to ten hours a day, and it's not a decision whether or not you're going out to go skiing. If the weather is bad, you can stay home. Um, on a work site, the weather's bad, you're still going out to work. So um, we're, we're very excited about the future of PPE, and it's, it is evolving. It's evolving slower than we'd like, but we are seeing some uh, uh, really exciting technologies come over into PPE in the last five or six years. So as the PPE market is evolving, um, you know, OSHA has set guidelines on what specific PPE to wear and when workers are supposed to wear it. Um, Employers pay attention to the regulations immensely, but not so much um, employees. Do you think there is a way to get employees excited about PPE? Uh, yeah, it's, it's a tricky question because I, nobody wants to get injured, um, and, and wearing PPE should be something that everybody wants to do. Um, the, this is probably going to come out sounding poorly, and I, I don't mean for it to, but my belief is that a, a large percentage of the companies do the absolute minimum to cover themselves under the OSHA guidelines when it comes to PPE. And I probably need to explain that a bit. Um, I'm absolutely not suggesting that employers don't want to protect their employees. They, they absolutely do. The, the problem in many workplaces with PPE choices is there's, there's almost a limitless amount of choices in front of the buyer, and the buyer needs a way to narrow down those choices and any good buyer's first filter is price. And so they suddenly filter on price and filter out maybe the best performing, best functioning choices to get to a dollar figure that meets their budget. So, you know, you you take something like safety glasses as an example, nearly every job site in the United States requires eye protection of some sort. Mm -hmm. So an employer has 100 or 200 employees and they know they have to provide eye protection for all of them 
and, and they see these thousands of choices of safety glasses and where do they start, right. um, all of them meet the ANSI Z87 standard, um, but they start filtering on price and they might filter out the best performing. So you now, you now get to the job site and the worker is told they have to wear a $2 pair of safety glasses and that worker probably has a $200 pair of Oakley sitting on the dash of their pickup truck. <laughs> right. And, you know, they're, they're spending eight hours a day on the job site with these $2 glasses that they cannot wait to get off. Um, so, you know, they fog off, they fog up, they fall off their nose, um, and they just feel odd, and they certainly don't look cool. So they just can't wait to get them off. And now you've got, you know, a worker who's probably putting them up on their hat or putting them down next to them, and they're, even though they were given to them, they're not wearing them as much as they should, and, and that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, especially when it comes to, you know, vision, and, you know, you only have one pair of eyes for the rest of your life, so $2 safety glasses don't don't sound that exciting. Um, I guess my next question for you, Greg, is as, you know, more millennials, you, you mentioned Oakley's and North Face and Patagonia, as more millennials enter the workforce, a big question is whether or not they're wearing the proper PPE. So, of course, depending on the job, they may be required to wear PPE, and their employers may hand them a $2 pair of safety glasses. But I was wondering if you could po- possibly speak to addressing these millennial attitudes when it comes to being safe and wearing PPE. Uh, sure. You know, I, I don't I don't think millennials' attitudes towards safety are any different of those of Gen X or Gen Y or any mm-hmm. previous generation. Uh, but as I said earlier, um, n- nobody wants to get, get injured. The, the difference with millennials um, and what they expect might be the, you know, in terms of the performance of their gear. Um, I think of something as simple as, you know, an average worker's workday uniform, which has for probably 100 years been the, the cotton T-shirt. It's what you know, my father wore, my grandfather wore, and maybe it was underneath something else, but a cotton t-shirt, pretty, pretty basic mm-hmm. workday uniform in a lot of places. Um, millennials have grown up with Under Armour and Nike yeah, and brand names. moisture wicking, performance fabrics, and they know there's a better option than cotton. Um, and so they, they want those choices. Um, so that's, that is good to see, and that is definitely driving what uh, manufacturers like Ergonine are, are making their products out of. It's, it's whenever we can, we want to use moisture wicking fabrics that are lightweight and breathable um, and just perform betterly so that you're more comfortable in the job. Yeah, so th- you think that, uh, you know, millennials are more aware of some of these, these trends that were probably not available back in, uh, back in the older days and that these having this sort of technology – um, the fabric, the material, you think that provides a greater incentive for younger folks uh, that not only demand um, more protection, better equipment, uh, more incentive for them to actually wear their PPE? Uh, absolutely. You know, whether, whether you're a, a tower climber or, or a delivery person or you're welding on an assembly line, you know, you, you want to look and feel professional and you want your, your gear to function and work. And and a lot of PPE can keep you safe, all of it. Um, but the best PPE can keep you safe um, while enhancing your appearance, your attitude about yourselves and your job. Um, and, and there are companies that believe uh, PPE that they provide should stay on the job site. There, there are, it's an old school way of thinking. I give you a pair of safety glasses. I don't want those leaving the job site because they see that as an expense. 
there are other companies out there that have the mindset that I'm giving you safety products, safety glasses, gloves, and I don't care if you take them home. Obviously, I want you to bring them back the next morning mm-hmm. um, to the job, too, because I don't want to be funding your, your projects at home. But I want you to be safe when you're away from work, because if you are safe at home, you are more likely to be safe on the job. And that is, that is a really good mindset, um, and, and it builds that culture of safety, um, not just on the job site, but everywhere in life. Yeah, and I just... Uh... Right here before we close, I wanted to, you know, bring bring back a quote that Greg that you had mentioned earlier that I thought was, you know, very important that you said that there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. Um, I was wondering if you want to uh, say anything else in, in closing. Um, this has been a really exciting and great podcast. Um, and while I have you on the line, I was just wondering if you, you know, have any final thoughts. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, the, the, it is a really exciting time. Um, we, we at Ergonine have, uh, ha- have a lot of fun building safety gear. You know, you can build uh, simple safety gear that meets the standards, but you can build really cool safety gear that people want to wear. And that is, that is uh, what drives our product team each and every day is to uh, build something that nobody has built before that, that outlasts the weather and the elements and meets all the standards. Um, and the gear, it's, it's a slow change, but it is changing and it's a really exciting time. That's excellent. I, I definitely wish Ergodine was around when, uh, or I had this exciting equipment when I was in the lab. Um, thanks everyone. That is all we have for this episode of EHS on tap. Thanks for joining us. If you would like to learn more about safety, um, BLR is hosting a safety summit 2017, the nation's premier workplace safety management conference, which takes place next April. The three-day session uh, provides pre-conference workshops, keynotes, TED-style talks, um, as well as breakout sessions. And if you want to learn more, you can visit us at safetysummit.blr.com. I would like to thank Greg for joining us today and taking the time to provide us with his insight on the matter. If listeners would like to follow up with Greg, he can be reached at gregshop at ergodine.com. That's G-R-E-G dot S-H-S-C-H-R-A-B at E-R-G-O-D-Y-N-E dot com. This podcast was brought to you by BLR. Thanks, everyone, for listening.